Welcome, welcome, welcome back, all you beastie humanoids, you beautiful casters, you. Welcome back to the Metabros podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be getting into some pretty fun stuff. Uh, Mothman NFTs, tops, debrews. We're going to talk about the Nightfall box toppers or lack thereof, and a bunch of other really cool stuff. But uh, let me introduce myself. I am Moldy Potions, and this is my brother, Metacrax. Hey, guys. And uh, we're going to start with what I think is the biggest TCG news of the year, of the century. Of, ever, of, of all TCGs in existence. Yeah. The first TCG ever will be auctioned at Sotheby's Auction House. And if you guys aren't familiar, it's a pretty old, well-established, high-end auction house where fairly wealthy, if not the most wealthy people come and bid with their little ping pong paddles and anonymous buyers call in through phones and we're going to have this one of one steve aoki mothman nft sold on sotheby's in an auction i believe for charity and the last one as you know if you've heard the previous shows by steve aoki was eight hundred thousand dollars so yeah. what do you think bro what do you see this <sighs> One of one I mean, first trading card game in history. The collectible market that we're all familiar with is now entering the high-end art space. What could this be worth? It's completely a new thing. This hasn't happened before, except we're just trying to compare it with Steve Aoki's previous NFT, which, like he said, was $800,000. And now we've got this on the Sotheby's Auction House, which is where major pieces of art go up. I mean, we're talking like classical works of art are sold and like Banksy in the Sotheby's shit. House. And he like shredded yeah. his famous painting. Right. I'm pretty sure that was a Banksy piece. So exactly. We're I'm thinking over a million. I'm thinking we're going to wow. break a million with the auction. Uh and I think this is going to bring a ton of attention to MetaZoo. There's already attention on MetaZoo, but this sale is going to be huge for MetaZoo and, let's be honest, the NFTs. NFTs in general, like the entire world of NFTs are now becoming so much more fun with the entry of an actual game. Yeah. For the first time, for me personally, crypto actually feels like it's worth something and not just a hypothetical or not just increasing in value, right. but the fact that I get to own this original piece of art. And of course, we're not going to be able to own this one of one Mothman. It's far out of our price range <laughs> yeah i wish but we've been able to grab squonks you know we're crying about oh, the yeah. mothmen with our squonks hey we're proud of our squonks yeah we are we're we very got, proud we got of quite our the collection of squonks right now and we got a couple of the other nfts and they um, are disappearing by the way yeah so guys if you're looking to pick up nfts the ones that seem like they're the most popular right now that are still left on the market squonk is sold out unfortunately however the river dino is still available mm -hmm. and i think he's the lowest in numbers and then second to that would be the piezo bird yeah uh we have a speculation and we've heard from some sources that um these are going to be very popular emojis and by some sources i just mean by scouring the internet watching some interviews hearing some people tweet we don't know if it's you know authentic information or not but we have heard that facebook uh maybe or at least instagram and twitter will be rolling out some type of nft uh interaction in the future which we're guessing is going to be emojis so imagine that you're the one person who owns the squonk emoji so when you had a bad day at work and someone says how you doing you can hit the squonk emoji the one of 50 and you're crying in your own puddle of tears right 
Beautiful. someone says, how you doing? And you say, you know, I had a great day. And it was like fire. And you hit that piezo Pizza. bird totally. and that flame hits. Or you just kind of feel like walking. And, and so Strutting you're going to put Strut. that big foot because you're just going to, you're just going to walk like Saturday night fever. And you're just going to strut dun, dun, and you're feeling dun, dun, good. Dun, dun. Yep. Yeah. So we can see these NFTs becoming emojis where you, you know, you, you, you use them on platforms where you're the one of 50 people who get to have them or the one of a hundred or the one of one. And you're the only person who can emote this expression. It's uh, a cool idea. We've also heard that Facebook and Steve Aoki uh, in a separate project are rolling out some type of sound emoji with Travis Barker this week. So we're going to have the first sound emojis where when you like emote a drum, it'll actually have like a Travis Barker. Uh, what would that be called, bro? Like a drum fill. Yeah. Drum fill. Thank you. And then the potential of Twitter and Instagram carrying these emojis. I think we're finally realizing what the crypto market, what that blockchain of verifying and confirming original art can do for us in the gaming space, or at least like the, the public space, like, yeah. you know, social at, expression. At the very least, we're now able to look at something that we own in the crypto realm. You know, that's what I love about NFTs. I, I've bought into some altcoins. I have some Bitcoin and... The Bitcoin, obviously, it's a good investment, but the altcoins, everybody's into altcoins is is mostly just hoping to to have those altcoins go up rapidly yeah. in in value. And the thing is, it's kind of <laughs> it can be a little lame <laughs> looking at a bunch <laughs> of coins that you don't know what they do, and you're hoping they go up. And other people talk about what they do, but it's very confusing because <laughs> secretly, I don't think anybody really knows what the coins do other than hold value. And, with now, these, and now with these NFTs, you've got art, you've got a piece you can look at, you can show somebody like if I owned that Mothman, I would be so proud, not just because of its status in the MetaZoo world, but just that creature is beautiful. Beautiful that animation. It, it's yeah. just, it's exceptional. Like who rendered that? Marvel quality, like 3d physics floating in the air and you get to own that. And that gets to be in your dance club. So if you have friends who come over to your digital space and you have a club and you want to throw down with Mothman, he'll appear and the track will play and everyone can hop on the dance floor and do the Mothman. <laughs> nice. Next do story. The Mothman. Next story. Yeah, let's move on. All right. Great. All right, guys, so we're going to start doing this little quick market update at the beginning of all our shows before we get into the rest. This is just where the booster boxes are at currently. Yeah. October 8th, we're seeing sales of the Cryptid Nation first edition box, not the Kickstarter, go between $800 and $1,000. We're also seeing the Nightfall booster boxes go between, I'd say 375 is the lowest in the past couple of days, yeah. and 500 that's it. We yep. just wanted to show you guys that Crypto Nation, only about two months, two and a half months outside of its first release, we're already up to $1,000 boxes. And the Nightfall set that has not even shown up yet, it's not available, is sitting comfortably between 375 and 500 So basically, as per usual with MetaZoo, if you got it at retail or anywhere near that, well done. Because... It's just going to keep going. Yeah, and there are <laughs> great people actually doing that. It's awesome to see, like, uh, man, we, we had a number of people, I think, 
Pokey Volver is going to do a very close to retail kit. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Loot Kingdom absolutely was selling most of their products for retail. They had a couple things marked up, but it was so they could offer the main thing, like the theme decks and the right. booster boxes at retail. Right. Um, Louis from Kitchen Table TCG has a Patreon where he's been trying to offer at retail. Uh, there's a number of other places. I don't know them all off the top of my head, but there are good people out there who are trying to get people product at a reasonable price, despite the wild market that is occurring yeah. right now on eBay and pre-order sales. It is crazy out there. So moving on, we're going to go to Acora next. We don't know how much this box sold for. Unfortunately, I didn't have time to look it up in the aftermark. What the deal was um, settled on, obviously, before below 2500 for that booster box but there are some interesting things like prototype non-hollow cards from Acora selling for 850 dollars as of a week ago there's a lot of interest in Acora. i mean there's a lot i mean a lot the cards are very unique in their appearance i think i think some of them are really beautiful other ones i have a mixed opinion on but some of these early ones that we're seeing up here on the market i actually really love the sleeping dragon i can see why people love it so much not just because it's such an early card um it's adorable it's adorable and the yeah. fact that they have uh i think they have a sleeping dragon a like rising dragon or like like a dragon that's waking up like in its waking state and mm -hmm. then like an awoken dragon uh -huh. they have these three phases like the three phases of evolution in their world are you know these states of sleep awake or awaking that's cool i'm excited to keep learning more about it yeah and there, it's just a lot of hype for a game again that hasn't come out yet there aren't a lot of cards available on the market and they're selling the lowest is over a hundred and uh even some of these cards like two thousand over two thousand dollars for a bundle of uh kickstarter first edition sleeping dragons and a couple others we're not going to click into that though moving on one more market update we have d spirits and we're seeing boxes sell totally crazy consistently like as of yesterday a thousand dollars a booster box you do want to be careful because someone has posted a picture of a booster box but is only selling booster packs right um very devious hold on this says booster box doesn't it booster yeah. box one i don't know that's booster box first edition but that's not the one that it was there there was another one though that was uh there you go booster box pack very tricky yeah we're just saying look out read the full description um it's just it can be a little confusing sometimes when the only stock image is of the box and they're only selling a pack although i do think that this may be a box by the way if you're not seeing the video on this um we are just scrolling through d spirits and there is a consistent picture of a d spirits booster box and then some of the listings are just for a pack and some of them are for a box but they all have the image of a box yeah, and these boxes, not the packs, the boxes are going for anywhere from 1000 to $2,000 consistently. This is a game, again, that hasn't been delivered yet. It is coming. Uh, we're right. excited to play it, and we'll be posting a video in October of the gameplay video. We have the sample packs. Thank you, Sterling. Thank and, you so uh, much. Can't wait. Yeah, and we were part of a Kickstarter also. We are not selling ours. We're sitting on ours, and we look forward to opening it and uh, actually collecting it and moving forward with these spirits in general. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just really wild to see that these things are selling before anyone even has products in hand. Yeah. Like MetaZoo, it has been actually printed. It's being distributed. These other games, I don't know how close they are yet. I think they're still getting tests and samples. Um, I'm certainly not the authority. And guys, just a little reminder, we're brothers and we're including you in on our personal conversations here. Yeah. 
that we have at home. We are not professionals. We're not, no. you know, uh, to be trusted or to be, not uh, to be trusted. We're a bunch <laughs> of dummies. Don't trust us. Um, yeah. Dummies is a good place to start. We just not financial anything. And, um, we're just speculating and letting you in our most, you know, personal thoughts as we sit here and look over the news from the day. Moving on to the next story. I'm going to read straight from Mike. Yesterday we crashed tops. The entire server consistently for over an hour and sold 50K boxes in less than that time. It really shows the power of the MetaZoo fan base. I know there were a lot of website issues that made it hard to get the product. I promise you we will be making more product with tops. Series one is already done. They just released series zero. That's what that was. And I'm working tirelessly to make sure the distribution of this new product will be as wide and as fair as possible including physical retail. This is just the beginning and you are here for it. He also wanted to thank the MetaZoo staff and artists who worked nonstop making the Tops product possible. Here's the fascinating thing about the Tops. We sat in the queue. We were there early. We didn't expect the UK drop, but we got over, we created accounts and we actually got in line. However, unfortunately we were both banned so we were left out of the original retail purchase. I know a lot of people were. And it was, you know, it was kind of, um, it was fun. It was exciting. It's certainly historical. However, it was, uh, for some people, you know, it was a bit of a feel bad. Oh, it, yeah, yeah. It was a little bit of a shitstorm, let's be honest. <laughs> it's, uh, we, we were trying just as hard as everybody else. And what happened is the servers crashed. And so nothing happened for a couple hours and nobody knew that. So everybody was just refreshing. And I think at that point, a lot of people got burned out, but those who stuck with it saw that the servers came back up and everybody got things smoothly until it all sold out. So good job to those people. We, we kind of missed out. Um, but we ran to eBay <laughs> and, uh, within the hour, within the hour, like we wasted no time and we grabbed them for, you know, double, triple the price. But mostly really, triple. Just really wanted to get a hold of this Tops product so badly because it's a it's the Series Zero, and there's all these cool things hidden in it. Like we know there's a Mike Waddell card. Uh, can you show that? We know that there's a Mike Waddell card, and now we have to assume there might be a Steve Aoki card. I've heard rumors of. I wonder if there's going to be any artist cards. Like I would love to see a Poncho card or a Viseron card. Oh, yeah. wow. You mean like they actually, they go uh, meta on MetaZoo and they take some of the artists that we follow and put them in the top series as cards, like, like, like as like MVPs, like players, like yeah. most valuable people to MetaZoo. I would love that. Yeah. That's a great oh, idea. Who knows? Who knows? So do we have any idea how many of these Mike Waddell cards that there are? I don't think we know. I don't think he said anywhere what the print numbers on that are. And we also don't know what other secret cards are hidden in the set, but Is there's a the pack 30 cards. Yeah. And then every, we don't know the number, No, but there's a certain rarity where there will be an additional card in a pack. Right. We don't know what that card is. We don't know if Mike Waddell card is that card. We right. don't know much here. We just know that they have announced some things that are upcoming with the tops chase. Yeah. They've also announced some things coming up with the Debrews chase. Yeah, the Debrews release. He said that one in seven of these Debrews boxes is going to be coming with a holographic promo. We knew that. But then at the last minute, he let us know that one in 35 is going to come with a Kickstarter booster pack. And now, you know, it's all just chase. 
Right. And in a way, is obviously, it's a form of like gambling if you're just going for the win. Right. There's 3,500. One in 35. Right. Okay. A Kickstarter pack could be worth, if you get a Mothman Hollow, $8,000. Right. Mothman Hollow this week, Kickstarter, sold for $8,000. And I know that that's even rare because there's only like 900 of those. Right. Now, this Debrews launch on the MetaZoo marketplace, it was casual. It wasn't frantic. The site didn't crash. Everybody got one. And we got our sizes. It was really nice to see that everyone got one. And for me, I guess I'm a socialist when it comes to MetaZoo. I want everyone to have a piece of this. I would rather everybody get one than one bot comes through and then marks up the prices for everyone else. Yeah. We don't want the bots to win. We want want John Connor to win. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. So everybody got one. Uh, By the way, in the next story, apparently... There's something better than box toppers and the Nightfall booster yeah. boxes. Yeah, so there's not box toppers in the Nightfall booster boxes. And, and I gotta say, I wonder if that was because the box toppers were searchable, like we be. saw from Bowsy last be. time. Shout out to, to Bowsy. Yeah, and I'm curious to see if they'll do box toppers in second edition. I mean, he said that there will be box toppers that are alternate Artera, but I'm just wondering, will it be like the box topper or will it be a little different? They're definitely going to change the packaging. They have to. Second edition, confirmed for December, just before Christmas. Perfect. But let's get back to this. What is he talking about? Something better than box (laughs) toppers in the Nightfall booster boxes. What do you think it is? I know what I thought it was. My first thought was... Something like sample cards or prototype cards distributed throughout, which I, I think is a definite possibility. I think, you know, the, the like boring answer would be full art cards, which would be really cool, but that wouldn't be necessarily better than box toppers. In my opinion, you're talking about specifically, like you're saying it might be boring, but cool to have like a full art fireball sure exactly exactly it would be cool i'm not saying it wouldn't i'd be stoked i'd want every single one but if we're talking about something that's better than a box topper and let's be clear here the only box topper so far has been red ink so or, you need to say hollow auras okay but if you're saying better than box toppers all right you gotta that's beat the saying. auras it's gotta and be you gotta be red ink in my opinion it's gotta be something big box toppers plural includes red ink and you have set a very high level so what could be better than red ink in my mind i think it's an nft i think it's a one of one nft i know i'm hooked on this nft thing guys i think <laughs> that this is the future i know whatever it's exhausting but so it's you happening. think like there's a code card that just would like give pokemon you an nft you're going to get a code card and it's going to give you a one of one or a one of 10 or a one of 100, just like red ink or a one of 100, 200 more like red ink. We don't know what the actual print run on red ink is. And you will own for the first time a MetaZoo NFT. And you will be one of the few people who own that by the luck of the draw, by the booster gods blessing you. You know, it's not a bad guess. It's not a bad guess. I'm going to stick with mine. I think it's going to be sample cards or what I like to dream. <sighs> Dream a little dream that it would just be a crumpled up, gross little piece of a napkin that Mike Waddell drew a Mothman on years and years ago. Oh, you're talking like J.K. Rowling style. Yeah. Like before the basement print. Yeah, his napkin set. So in case you guys don't know, we've got the first edition that came out on the last, what was it, July 30th or July 31st? Something like that. Before that, we have the Kickstarter. 
And we don't own any Kickstarter other than Lightning in the Bottles. We went heavy on Lightning in the Bottles. We got a bunch of Lightning in the Bottles. <laughs> <laughs> However, uh, you know, he's moldy potion. We wanted to get potions. We got a bunch of potions. I love potions. Yeah. But that's all that we could really afford. Um, the Kickstarter actually has a previous set. And it's the sample card set, which I'm sure you know with the black borders. Before that, there was some type of basement print set where Mike had actually printed out, and I might be, I don't know if the flavor is actually basement, but he basically printed stuff at home. Right. Made cards at home. But here's the thing. Before that, there Before was the that, napkin set. The napkin set. Where Mike basically came up with ideas for cards on anything that was available. From what I understand, including napkins. Just wrote down any ideas he had, little scraps so of paper. what I'm if sure. you open a Nightfall booster pack? And I know this isn't going to happen, but no, what if it's not. <laughs> and you open one of Mike's napkins? <laughs> it's got a little piece of pizza sauce on it. Here's what it... I think happens. I think that you will get some type of like golden ticket to Mike's apocalyptic shelter. Oh, yeah. That could be a thing, too. There might be some type of uh, actual prize that you win. Like there might be some sort of actual golden ticket sort of thing where oh you got this well you're gonna win you know a full sheet of whatever yeah that's what we're saying sheet or something like that because we're like for the, the sake of like avoiding what just happened with the box toppers what if mike decides to just put in an average card with a code on it whether you get an nft or whether you get some type of invitation to either cash it in at an event or for a prize like a, a sheet mm -hmm. of cards or mm -hmm. a sample card, because that would be a way to avoid people from shining things through or weighing the cards. Or perhaps or, you're invited to his island for a martial arts tournament where he invites the best in the world and gathers them to fight against the greatest warriors of the outer worlds. Well, now you're, I was going to ask if you were talking about enter the dragon, but now you're jumping to the, well, Echo I started with Enter Mortal the Dragon, Kombat. and then I moved into Mortal Kombat. Which is basically the same thing. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Anyway, guys, uh, it's just really exciting to hear that there's something better than box toppers. Yeah. Apparently. And then he did this other thing where he said, has anyone found it yet? And we're... It. Uh, it. So what if you open a box of Nightfall and you found it, and it was an NFT that wasn't just a piece of art that you owned that you could hang up in your virtual museum but it was also some type of invitation to an event where only the people who owned that nft were invited and like that's a martial arts tournament oh my god here's the next thing guys this is a little disappointing in one way and a little exciting in another i wanted to show you guys the nightfall drop there was a lot of merch here was really, very very shortly like this morning there was merch here and then we checked it again when All we gone. recorded it and it's gone there's no more hoodies. There were so many hoodies. Let me there show was you the a beautiful Mothman hoodie. I think I have the hoodies here. Okay, good. There were some Mothman hoodies. There were Jersey Devil hoodies, Bell Witch hoodies. When Mike was putting them up, they were kind of released consecutively. And on the Discord, he posted up a message that kind of, after some of the hoodies, that had an asterisk backslash 250, which we thought, oh my goodness, does this mean there's only 250 of each of these hoodie designs? We actually panicked. Like, yeah. do you have enough money to get these hoodies? And you said, I'm already overdrawn. Yeah, that's true. And I said, okay. True story. 
I think I can put money on my credit card. I don't know if it'll let me charge anymore. And I said, do it. <laughs> do it. So we went into action. I think we got three of the four limited hoodies. We ran out of money. Yeah. And I was only getting your size. Yeah. Which I'm happy about. Yeah. I mean, I don't like to wear anything but black or gray, so it's fine. But I thought that the hoodies looked like candy because yeah. they had like a bell witch that looked like some type of sherbet. They had like this this like bad to the bone like wendigo, wendigo. yeah um they had a mothman all red laser beam laser beaming with like a mothman like like echo like a print all over the shirt it's like, really awesome but you know speaking of merch and specialty products there was kind of some cryptic discord messages that we've been trying to figure out um do you mind if i say something before we get into that no in terms of sales, considering that these latest line of hoodies have been sold out, I want to show you guys something. I hit best selling on the MetaZoo marketplace and the postcards showed up. So the postcards are the best selling product on all of MetaZoo marketplace right now. They replaced the hats, they replaced the shirts, they replaced everything. I think this is because of Timmy. So Possibly. shout out to Timmy's basement because you made me go back and buy the postcard sets. Now, unfortunately, I do not have the June postcard. If anyone has the June postcard, I will pay the price of admission to, you know, get that for my collection. I need at least one. I would take up to four. Let's figure something out, please. And you know what? Kind of like the Mothman hoodie. I'm kind of laser beaming you, Timmy's basement. If you've got He's one, desperate. He's I desperate, will pay dude. the you price. Could overcharge him. You got me into this. Please get me out of this. Come on, you could shank him with this. <laughs> you know, don't go that far, but you could. You, I mean, basically, how I'll many pay anything. How many June postcards are there? Is there more than one? Because there's, there's like one. five. There's, there's one. Six July postcards. Bro, seven July one, postcards. And when we got into MetaZoo, like when we were going deep into this, and we were getting really excited. It was in June, and I told you back then. God damn it, I hate saying I told you so. I'm telling myself so that we should get in on this at the ground floor because they're just dope. They just look awesome. They're cool. They're large, high quality, and it's just something special and unique. And now they're the best selling. So a number of people are going to have these. So let's take a look at what they're not going to have, guys. Let's go to the least selling, the Crypto no, Nation. don't reveal it. Purple pants. I'm showing them. The Joker I, pants, no one's buying these guys. I want them. I want them. I want to be the only one who's wearing them. So if you're looking for something don't to buy them. In low numbers, leave maybe... them for me. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. Have you ordered I'm yours yet? No, no, you better. Uh, one more postcard fun fact: there is a postcard on Redbubble. Redbubble, we believe this is the official MetaZoo. It says MetaZoo account. games. It has capital letters. That fools my brain. However, with that said, there's already fakes around it. You know how these independent sites work? There are people who are offering the postcard with a black background, and I'm looking at like an all transparent, like white background right now. It's the Cryptid Nation postcard. I bought a couple of them. I think this is part of the set. I don't know if this is official, guys. It says it is. But again, once you log onto the site, there are imposters. So be careful on which one you click on because there are like people with random names who are selling MetaZoo shirts and postcards as well. Yeah, definitely be careful of a lot of the knockoff stuff. Everybody's trying to make their buck on MetaZoo right now. Um, a couple other pieces of uh, merchandise that we haven't seen yet. This is a Nightfall binder, which apparently has not been released. 
No, we all want this. We're all staring at it. I think most of the people listening have probably seen it. If you haven't, you need to see this binder. It's beautiful. Um, It's just got a ton of the Nightfall Beasties all over it. And uh, they've spoiled it and then deleted it from the Discord and then spoiled it again and then deleted it and then they put it out. (laughs) And now we know we get to see it, but nobody knows when it's releasing and we all want it. So that's... The story on the binder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see if we get it. Also, uh, to your cryptic messages, at one point, Mike had posted an emoji of a skateboard and then uh, shortly after that, a bike. Mm-hmm. And at this point, we have confirmation that MetaZoo and Revive Skateboards in early 2022 will be releasing a line. And this is a hodag. I believe this was illustrated by JoJo Seams. Yeah. And it is, man, it is badass. You know, like growing up in the 90s with a bunch of skate culture around us. Alien workshop. World Industries. Like this is right down the line. I could see this on those boards. It's got that badass like Bart Simpson look to it. I just, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. It's a killer board. And like as kids, when we were lucky enough to maybe get one birdhouse or alien workshop or whatever it was at the time, you know, we would ride that board for like five or 10 years. Like that was the board was we it, had. Till it broke. That was it. Right. Uh, but this, I, I think, you know, we'll see what Mike does. I actually hope that he continues to do these limited runs where everyone gets one. I would prefer that like a blind box one run, but I will be going hard into the skateboard space just to have this hanging on my wall. I was never good at skating. I always wanted to be, but it, it hits some type of like nostalgic place for me. Just like, the collectible cards because yeah. we were never able to afford these boards. And um, yeah, it's we'll absolutely beautiful as some wall art. If you're not going to skate it though, I would love to see some people just, it. I would love to see videos of people just shredding the park on a hodag board. <laughs> that would be sick. All right, moving on. Now this is what you were headed towards. This is what I was headed towards. Um, yeah, there was some, there was this series of messages. If you can't see it, we're looking at the discord right now and chaos crystal enthusiast, who I think might be their head of product, um, put out a message to everyone that just had a teddy bear face on it. And then right below it, almost immediately, Mike put out a brick. Now we were trying to figure out what this means. My theory was pretty basic. Um, I thought they were saying the plushies, we're going to be in brick and mortar stores. That was like my, my A to B prediction. But I actually think my brother might have had the better theory here. Okay, so mine's far out, guys. And it's where I jumped immediately. There is a company I know that is very popular. And because MetaZoo's NFT is now entering Sotheby's, which is a pretty high-end space, I thought, what are the other high-end products we know that have teddy bears and bricks? And there is one brand, Supreme. One brand. That's and it has bricks bricks it's literally sold these bricks and these bricks are still selling today for thousands of dollars as you can see they've also done teddy bears they've done plushy bears in addition to doing crossovers like louis vuitton so they have a number of plushy teddy bears and bricks and i started to think that because we've seen actually to be honest this prediction was before Sotheby's. And now that I've seen this Sotheby's thing, I'm a little more confident yeah. that this could be potentially. Mike is working with every brand from the local game store all the way up to the high end art dealers and everyone in between. There's no way that Mike doesn't know about Supreme. 
And when you're trying to build a highly collectible brand like MetaZoo, you're going to look up to companies like Supreme and the things that they've done because they have redefined collectability over and over again. That's, that's the thing. That's why people go, why is that collectible? Cause it's Supreme. So MetaZoo is taking a little bit of that and I could easily see MetaZoo crossing over with Supreme. It wouldn't surprise me at all. So I think that's a good guess. I think that's a good guess, but look I at think... this Supreme pattern right here. Couldn't you see this being a hollow pattern? Oh, I, I was just thinking that. Yeah. It looks like a MetaZoo hollow pattern. So moving on guys, New York comic-con. And I believe that at New York comic-con right now, you can get retail nightfall. You can. Yeah. I don't know how much, I don't know if they have limits on it or what. There was a picture that went viral. That was a girl laying in a bed surrounded by nightfall booster boxes. And from what I understand, all those booster boxes were for a charity event. Uh, somebody didn't go and buy that many boxes from the MetaZoo stand. I think they're limiting what you can get, but you get a free booster pack just for coming up and saying hello. So uh, that's going on. And from what I hear, they're just so busy and they're crushing it and people are up there getting Nightfall. Look at all those boxes. And now people are opening and posting and we're getting to see all the cards in the Nightfall set. We'll get into that a little later in the podcast. But yeah, New York Comic Con looks like an absolutely great time. I actually heard rumor that there may even be retail Cryptid Nation boxes. Did you mention that? Mm -mm. Yeah. I don't know if that's a fact or not, but I had read that somewhere. Uh, again, we are not to be trusted. Never trust us. Uh, do not believe in Trixie, us. Trixie little hobbit But we're here to entertain you and tell you the same things we'd be saying to each other, uh, you know, as we sit here in the evening after work. Also, guys, Collecticon is coming up. And you better have a deck built. You better be ready. First, let's just say that there are exclusive Nightfall packs yeah. that you can get, and they're giving them away for free. Yep. So if you're in the area, which in this case is Texas, Get out to Collecticon. Bring a deck. This is the first sanctioned tournament, as far as we're aware of. It is the first. It is the first sanctioned tournament. Mike has said it. There's going to be prizes. We'll talk about those in a second. Let me just say, this is Saturday, October 16th. This is a Nightfall Tribal Deck event. It's a $25 entry fee. There's One three random. events. Oh, there are? There's three events. Yeah. Okay. Registration begins at 10 a.m. Event begins at 11 a.m. 64 player cap, single elimination. There is a constructed win-a-box event at 1 p.m. on October 16th. It costs $10 to enter, 32-player cap, single elimination. Cryptid Nation constructed. God, oh, I wish, yep. Yep. I wish. I Please, know. people, go, do it. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you've done. First place is a Nightfall booster box. Deck lists will be required. So this is serious. Yeah, it's serious. They'll And they. I'm guessing that they will have a list of fourth wall effects that are acceptable and a list that aren't. Um, and I'm very curious to see what that list will be because every time that I am building a spell book right now, I'm wondering, am I going to be allowed to use this? <laughs> but you know, forge ahead for now. And then they've got these tribal side deck events that are going to be running all day that are $15. If you don't have a tribal deck, if you already have a nightfall tribal deck, you, it's free. You can just show up and play. Um, and it's going to be eight players per pool, uh, single elimination, prizing to be announced. So we don't know what the prizing is going to be for those, but we do know some of the prizes for these other ones, these beautiful play mats. You're going to win tribal decks, participation medals. It's interesting that they actually have a play mat that says top eight and also competitor. Yeah. So they're going to give you like kind of like a trophy play mat. Right. By the way, this is, from what I see, Adam 
and Sam fighting a Jersey Devil with Frogman on their side. That does look like what's going on. And that's awesome. Did you see that first? Check out that first place medal with the Mothman. Oh, that's beautiful. I wish I could go and battle for it because I would. And then, and then, as if that weren't enough, Mike has shown us that he's going to be giving away these trophies to the winners. I'm not sure which tournament. I'm assuming maybe the constructed, but I don't know for sure which tournament they will. He'll be giving these to. But these are uncut nightfall sheets that have been encased in what looks like acrylic. It looks actually really classy. And what you're seeing here is two. You're seeing the second place, which you pointed out, bro. Yeah. And if you look even closer on the Dover Demon, there's a third place, right? It states. So this is the second place and third place trophies that both match in that X formation with the uncut sample sheets. And then what's the first place? We both decided it's actually surrounding the second and third place. We think he's we think this is a this is a little mind game and he's showing us the first place in the picture which because it's framed in these uncut sheets. It's MetaZoo. Everything is a meta game. Like yep. everything is like a secret and a secret and a secret. Like there are all these little codes and fun clues and flavors and lore. And I, think I think he's going to hand you a sheet. He's going to hand the first player a sheet. So yep. the second and third place right now, we believe, we're speculating, is actually sitting on the first place, which are uncut sheets. So you're actually seeing all three trophies. You win the tournament. You're taking home an uncut sheet of Nightfall. We think. We Us tricksy little hobbitses. And we don't know anything. No. And we are dumb we are dumbs. idiots. We're so, so dumb. Yep. Okay. Moving on? Moving on. Oh, well, hold oh, on. Well, Okay, stop. We're getting into spoilers, huh? We've seen it. We're going to see a few of these beasties that are reprinted. Same name, Jersey Devil, Mothman, etc. So this New is effects. when, well, let me just say, one per spell book, five dark, 90 life points. It has flying. It has fear. It gets a 20 bonus to its attack when it's night. It gets a 20 bonus when it's snowing. Really? Yeah, this is a winter Jersey Devil. Okay, its effect, as far as we can tell, and we might have to flip back and forth here to images because the coin is covering part of this in the blister pack. When this card leaves the arena, shuffle this page into its owner's spell book. Whenever an opposing page... We have to assume would be inflicted with fear or something like that. Leaves the arena because of because fear. Because of fear. There you go. You, you gain... gain one fear counter. Yeah. If you have 11 fear counters... You win the game. So this is a new win condition with Jersey Devil, where if you can get 11 fear counters, and it seems like he's already giving you one, mm -hmm. this is an alternate win condition. This is very exciting for me. And by the way, the art is fascinating. He's on this giant jack-o'-lantern. Love it. And he's breathing like almost like acid green fire. Shout out to Isaac. Beautiful. Isaac's done so many cool pieces since they brought him on board to MetaZoo. I love all of his art. And yeah, having a Jersey Devil with a win condition related to fear is going to work real well with that Wendigo that we talked about last episode. Now, let me ask you this. Jersey Devil, one per spellbook. Does that mean you have to choose one Jersey Devil or the other? Or can no. you have both of the different Jersey Devils? You can have one of each. Do you, you know that for one, sure? Yes, you can have one of this card. And you can have one of the other card, just like you can have a Mothman promo and you can have a Mothman in your deck. Okay. That's a dope coin too. If I'm wrong, 
Let us know. I will shrivel into ash. We also saw something kind of hidden tucked between two Jersey Devils in the same shot. Sneaking back there. We can't tell you much about it because we haven't found it in reality yet, but there is some type of beastie bloodsucker called the Mocha Vampire. One per spell book. It has fleet. It has flying. It has bloodsucker. And that means that it gains life points based on when it deals damage. It recovers life points. Important distinction. Yeah, gain and recover are two different things. So yes. gain would actually increase life points and recover would just replace. Recover, yes. The way the, the metazoologists have said to think of it is think of damage like counters that stack up and recovering removes damage counters. Gaining life actually raises your maximum LP. That makes sense. And it's got a 20 bonus on the attack if you're in a farm it's got also got a life point 20 bonus if it's night i like the look of this playing a chupa deck right now i really like the look of another bloodsucker although from the look of it we can't see much no so moving on <laughs> let's move on <laughs> this is interesting this is a bc zombie the bandage man of cannon beach four per spell book the cost is two water the life point 70 that's can cheap be. and that's a beefy creature he can be a trap he also has and i believe this is the first time we've seen this in metazoo to my knowledge this is the first like legal printed card the infectious trait yes the infectious trait so what does that mean so what infectious is going to do is when bandage man destroys another beastie you're going to reanimate that beastie as a copy of bandage man so you'll create a token that has the same life points as Bandage Man and has the same damage as Bandage Man and has Infectious itself. So Infectious, every time a beastie with this trait destroys another beastie, place a nameless beastie token into the arena with LP equal to this beastie's and attacks with damage and aura attack advantage equal to the printed damage of attacks on this beastie. The token is of the same aura type as the beastie with this trait. So the token is not going to have infectious. That is important to Thank note. You. The token that is created is not going to have infectious, but it will effectively be a copy of the bandage man in terms of life points and attack damage and attack advantages it does have a fourth wall effect that says if you are wearing a bandage this page costs one water aura to contract and you recover 25 life points man so one one water aura for a 70 life point creature who's going to help you recover life points and that is an ocean Terra, by the way. The seashell is an ocean Terra, which is going to give him life points. And then the other one is fog, which, man, that would do great here by the coast. This page cannot declare attacks. Well, what do you know? <laughs> it's not just going to be eating people alive, causing the infectious trait to copy more however, of itself. However, it is a trap. And when this page is flipped up, it will gain first strike. So it's a surprise infectious defender. I have to admit, first strike. this is the first trap that actually makes sense to me. Previously, cool I have continued to say that traps are tricks, that they are not something I want to be involved with. And you know what? I don't know. Oh, man. A one cost, potentially. One cost. A one cost trap with first strike that recovers 25 LP. This page cannot declare attacks. Right. Right. It's a trap. It's a defender trap. When it flips up. From its trap form, it has first strike and it deals infectious, creating another version of itself. 
And you're going to get to bookmark a page. I mean, it's too cool. Man, there's a lot. All right, that's let's too move cool. on. Yeah, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot to think about. I don't even want to think about that. That's to think about. I don't I know. I love it. I hate it. Look at his cute face. Okay, let's move on. Okay, so this is a card that I was wondering what it was going to be, and I know I saw a couple other people wondering what the beastie was with the sheet, and it's not a beastie. The sheet itself is the card. It's a spell, and it's an equipment. You can have four per spell book. It costs one spirit aura to contract. You must say boo whenever the beastie this page is equipped to inflicts scared on a beastie. But when you equip this page to a beastie, which means you're going to slide it underneath the beastie after you contract it, you'll choose a beastie, slide this page underneath. Now it's equipped and the equipped beastie gains scared on its attacks. If the equipped beastie's aura type is a spirit type, its attacks are going to gain an additional 10 damage. Now, this is a really cool card in my mind. It's so cheap, but it's going to make spirit decks a little bit beefier. And that scared is worth it alone. Paying one spirit to be able to give any beastie scared on its attacks is really powerful. Because when you scare a beastie, you're going to put a scared indicator on it immediately. And the next time that beastie is fatigued, whether it's to attack or if it's declared as a defender, or even if somebody wants to use its power, they're going to have to flip a coin to see if that beastie goes back to their chapter. So powerful. Yes, I agree with you. It is powerful. Unfortunately, it reminds me of a traumatic event in my life, which <laughs> I will share with you now. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I uh, I think you were probably too little to remember, but you know the story <clears throat> probably. I do. So there was a day in elementary school, I was in second grade, and we were supposed to all dress as ghosts, much like this costume you see before you. We actually were all sent home with instructions to cut a sheet with eyes, and we would all appear the next day in school on Halloween as ghosts in this... Makes sense. Ghost sheet. Yeah. It's Halloween. The ghost sheet. Look at that. What do you know? And um, I remember standing up on my kitchen table. Uh, my dad was helping me that night. You know, we put the sheet over me. And uh, I thought he was just going to cut eyes and that was going to be it. And I was going to go to school with my ghost sheet. That was, that was the only instructions. And he said, um, take off the sheet, Jesse boy. And he said, do you want to be a ghost? Or do you want to be an iconic ancient hero? <laughs> because if you want to go as something special, I think that you should scrap the ghost costume, forget the assignment. And I will cut a toga for you. And you will walk in as if you were made of marble in this toga sheet. I didn't know what my dad was talking about, but he was really excited. And I said, yeah, yeah, dad. Okay. Um, yeah, that's I definitely. It's not the assignment though, dad. And then what I didn't realize, he got this thing and he put it on me. And the next day in school, I remember I walked into a room and guys, I had this toga on and a toga, it like, you have this nothing's covering your face it's showing you off a little bit and like it, it's just like a strap over your shoulder and it goes down like over your body and it's actually a man skirt so like he had like tied this other piece of the sheet around my waist i was basically wearing a little dress and everyone else in the classroom there were a bunch of other ghosts in the room everyone at was you. a ghost <laughs> so i didn't even know who the people were Everyone was a ghost and I was in a toga with my head out and I was the only one who wasn't a ghost and everyone started laughing and pointing oh, man. and that's my story. And I'm going to um, make a deck <clears throat> that has as many of these as I can play <laughs> and I want to no, get them all no. out and then I'll just laugh and point. You're only allowed to have four. 
All right. Well, all four are coming out. Let's move on forever. Yeah. I don't even know why I shared that. <laughs> the Kinderhook blog. Boy, do I have a story. Let me tell you guys about my story about the Kinderhook blog. <laughs> I'm just <you>. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so the Kinderhook Blob, we're really excited about this guy. He yeah. is a beastie alien. You can have six per spell book. He costs one cosmic. Guys, I'm so excited about cosmic. I'm just going to continue, but just know I'm so excited about cosmic. He has 35 life points. He gets 10 life points if there's stars out. He gets 10 more life points if, it, if you're in a forest. So that could bring him up to 55. In our area almost every night. We play, so excuse me, that would, yeah, yeah, every night we this would, would have play well a 55 creature for a one cost. He has a fourth wall effect that reads, this page gains 10 life points if you're wearing any white clothing. Any white clothing. We're wearing white clothing. Everything, Socks, something. You know. You can find it. Whatever. Just point to the white in your Just clothes. Just have some white clothing on. And then his attack is pasty menace. It deals X damage. X is this page's current life points. So hold on. We've already got a base 35, and in our area, because we play at night in the woods, that's up to 55. And yep. one of us, both of us, we always have some white we can point to, so that's 65. Yeah. So we have six per spellbook, six, one cost, 65 Yeah, this is, a, this is a beast 65 here. LP. The only downside I see in this card that would be easy to overlook is that as he gets damaged, he will grow weaker. Here's a fun idea. What if you threw power up red on Kinderhook Blob? What? It would raise his life points by a hundred. It would also raise his damage by a hundred, but his damage is equal to his life points. I so didn't even think of that, bro. he would be brought up to 165 life points. So it would be 165 no. damage plus a hundred. So it'd be 265 damage if you threw power up red on a Kinderhook blob in the forest when there are stars out. So everyone, you should know that my bro, as you guys probably have heard before, he opens his boosters. He's blessed by the booster gods. Booster or he gods. isn't. He got the power up red. And Thank I you, saw this gods. price increase where MetaZoo started moving, you know, from the, like the $500 range to the $1,000 range. Ironically, the power up red did not double. It uh, it should have, I thought. People because, don't know yet. They uh, don't know how powerful it, it is. It has been $50 for a couple months, almost since the release about that. And now with the double of the box, why didn't the power up red double? So yeah, I panicked because he has one and I need one. <laughs> so I paid the price. The first time you tap three aura of any type, doesn't matter, and you attach power up red to one of your beasties, all that money will be worth it. Moving on. Smoky Spirits. This is a potion. Five per spell book. Holy moly. You don't need to pay. This can be in any spell book. And guys. Potions are all free. If you know Magic the Gathering, this is essentially a fog. Right. But we'll read the card as is. This potion may be contracted whenever an opposing page declares an attack, even if it is not your turn. End combat. If the attack page is the only beastie or artifact you control, it cannot be attacked again until the end of turn. So this, until the end of this turn, <laughs> flavor text. Not this time. Very smoky. That was an excellent smoky voice. Yeah, and if you look, oh, I know some of you can't see the art, but the art is 
absolutely amazing jojo did these ghosts that are like emerging from the smoke around kind of this vial that has uh it's it's like a almost like a grenade looking vial potion vial that has these ghosts emerging from it yeah this is a definite card that's going to get played a lot you get to just end combat for free that's huge that's huge free and you huge. have five chances of this and not only do you end combat but you immediately protect the beastie that was being attacked or yeah. the artifact For so the you the are sealing off the chances of anyone affecting that specific one that was probably being targeted because it was the most important right you've not protected it it doesn't cost you anything guys shouldn't this be in every spell book it immediately saves you from losing the most important piece on your table I'm going to put this in every spell book. It's going to be interesting to see how many zero cost items we get, because at this point, I think that at least 10 lighting the bottle and smoky spirits should be in every spell book. I think every potion is going to be free for, for a while. I mean, the health potions are free. Lighting in a bottle is free. Chaos potions free. Smoky spirits is free. I think if it's a potion, it's free. I think. Moving on. Yeah, let's move on. Artifact. It's called Boost Aura. Two per spellbook. It costs one neutral. Life points, 25. You may lose 50 life points to have this page enter the arena awakened. Fatigue this page to spend X neutral. All non-token beasties attacks deal 5X damage until the end of this turn, where X is the amount of neutral aura spent for this effect. So I read this card initially and I thought, this sucks. This is what am I? What I don't. What's the maximum I can do? I try to play forty cards in the spell book. Maybe I have like ten, maximum fifteen aura. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. So five x times like let's say ten. I got ten aura out. Fifty damage. I don't want that. And I actually complained to my bro because I said this is a ridiculous card. Why am I excited about this card? And then you said, I said, what if you play it the other way, where you're fatiguing that page and not spending a lot of aura spend let's say one aura and then all non-token beasties attacks deal five damage until the end of that turn where x is the amount of neutral aura spent for the effect so you may be saying now well but if i do that that's all the beasties not if you're playing a token deck though if you're playing a token deck you can play this card for one cost and you can fatigue it and spend one neutral aura and make every beastie in the arena that's not a token only able to deal five damage. Now, what's the minimum damage a token can deal? 10. And tokens usually have 10 life points. So you could safely swing with all your tokens one by one and know that you were going to be able to kill or at least absorb the damage from the attack from the defender. It's a pretty it's a pretty useful card if you're playing a token deck, in other words. Yeah, absolutely. If you're using it on your opponent. Keep in mind also, this effect would work in ways to benefit you if you were playing the right deck. If you were playing a goblin deck, for instance, what's the base damage of the goblin's attack? It's 10, 10 right? Yeah. Well, now it's 50 if you spent the 10 aura. You know what I mean? So if you spent yeah, uh, I understand. If you spent five aura and you took your goblins' attacks up to 25, you're boosting all of them. And then on top of that, they're going to get their goblin boost Look, and all that type of stuff. You're right. But that's a highly optimal situation. Whereas yeah. if I can just spend one and play a token deck, that gives me the advantage. Right. 
That's yeah, it. I think it's best in you a token deck. You made your point. I think I we're going to see light token card decks. first because I was like, DBZ reference is not that powerful, bro. And he was like, actually, if you design your spellbook correctly, and you're right. Yeah. It is. Yeah. All right. Next card. Oof. Okay, guys. Everyone's going to play this card. Everybody's going to play it. Born from the I Earth. I know I am. Yeah. I don't know about you. So you can have two per spellbook. Uh, it's called Born from the Earth. It costs one neutral aura. It has the most amazing art ever by Seth. Oh, is that who so it's by? beautiful. We'll start with the flavor text. Yeah. A chance to alter worlds more inhabitable for your beasties. Um, so what this is going to do is allow each caster to search their spellbook for a Terra page, contract it, and then shuffle their spellbook. Terra is contracted counterclockwise, starting with the caster on your left. The next beastie you contract this turn costs one less aura for each Terra bonus it has active in the arena. So look, first of all, just that final effect that you get to contract a beastie for one less aura for each Terra bonus in the arena, that's a powerful effect in itself. There's a lot of beasties that that's going to majorly lower the cost of if you've already got Terra active. But on top of that, being able to allow each player to just bring out a Terra is going to change the game there it in is. beautiful ways. There it is. And keep in mind, this is only two per spellbook, but only one cost neutral. So it should be in every spellbook. Yeah. Therefore, it's not going to cost you anything extra if no. you're bringing out a beastie that turn anyway. Exactly. So you're just moving through this card and you're allowing yourself to finally benefit from the terror that you designed for this spellbook. So smart. I will play two in every spellbook. So at this point, there will be five lightning in the bottles. There will be a Cryptid Nation promo. There will be two born from the earth. And you will run out of cards eventually. <laughs> here's, the, here's the interesting. I've, I've been thinking about this. I'm, I like the idea of only running 40 cards. However... I don't know if that's the best idea. What if you end up with a list of 40 must-have cards? <laughs> this is what I'm saying, You can't though. build a deck. <laughs> no, this is what I, I'm actually suggesting for the first time ever, because you know I like to hack away the unessential. What if the best spellbook had more pages than the required amount? I'm exploring the idea. I don't want to talk about it too much. I don't want to get uncomfortable, but I said it. <laughs> Moving on. You know, admitting it and saying it out loud is the first step. That's Another what they say. Another card everyone needs. Yeah. You take this. Index. Two per spell book. One neutral R to contract it. This must be the only non-aura page you contract this turn. Search your spell book for a beastie page. Reveal it. Place it into your chapter. Shuffle your spell book. Easy peasy. They say it's always in the last place you looked. But then why would you keep looking once you've found it? So this card is going to be absolutely like has to be played. You can just go get whatever beastie. It's a tutor. It's a tutor. It's called index. You're going to have to play it. That's it. Everyone should have this card. You get any beastie you want in your hand at any time. Like now they're giving us the ability to go beyond bookmark. Just how many cards are you going to have in your deck? Exactly. I did, did spell book, first of all, pages. You're no. going to drop it and your pages are going to spill everywhere. I'll be able to, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to do something with it. Let's talk about the next spell, which you actually were like, hey man, we need to cut time in this episode. There's so many spoilers right now. It's beyond spoilers. People are opening packs. We can't even keep up with it. You got to cut this one. I was like, hey, man. Well, hang no. on now. 
The only reason I said that was because of who's on it and because we're going to spoil him later. Oh, but we'll get into let's him, talk but let's talk card. about just the mechanics because yeah. I'm very excited. This is the this highest is damage card. dealing card in MetaZoo right now. It does cost four lightning. Yeah. It's called lightning split and you're only allowed two per spellbook. And it definitely 100% has Adam doing the lightning bender pose from avatar he's shooting in two directions one directly in front of him and one behind him with two fingers and he's focusing on the one in front of him which makes sense because Mm -hmm. this says choose two target pages or a page and a caster deal 90 damage to one target and inflict paralyze on the other casters and artifacts cannot be paralyzed just a reminder yeah but we know that here's the thing Four cost, two per spell book. Guys, you know that I'm always counting direct damage. This takes us past our thousand damage mark. If we're building with fire and lightning, we can now achieve direct damage far beyond a thousand because we can deal 180 damage. Now we have to choose and that's fine. We'll always choose the caster in my case, unless we're in trouble. You'll lose. We'll see. We'll see who loses when Adam is double casting on our size, choosing two targets, locking down your beasties with paralyzed. That doesn't seem to help. Didn't. (laughs) Doesn't is a new thing because you don't even know, bro. And we should move on. It's a great card. Victor Larson. Excellent work. And now let's move on to a Chris Compton card. By the way, Chris is crushing it with the new art as well. All the art in Nightfall is amazing. All the new artists are doing amazing things. I will continue to shout you out because I love the art in MetaZoo. So here we have Beastie Spirit. Few Follet, which sounds like some type of other language for fire. Faux Follet. I don't know, guys. Fireflower. Are we the dumb ones? 10 per spell book. It does cause one flame. It has a spirit effect, so it cannot be attacked. I love that this is some type of um, like Van Gogh, like, you know, Starry Night sort of like, do you get that vibe? Do you know I, what I'm I talking actually about? feel like what I was getting the vibe of was this was like a very serious spookster. This is a spookster who is not joking around. <laughs> okay. But it's just because it's like the similar ghost build. Yeah, no, it's uh, I I suppose I just was taking like an impressionistic view upon the uh, the artistic oh, expression, the art style. but yeah, yeah gotcha. you're saying it's more serious. That's okay. Yep, it's like a it's like a spookster who's not joking. You know, he's like, I'm gonna set shit on fire. Fifteen bonus to your attack if it's night. You get a fifteen bonus to your attack if there's a swamp. It has. Is this called what? What is it when you just fatigue it? What is that? An ability? That's a power. That's a power. So yeah. it has the power of lore. So when you fatigue it, you mm-hmm. may activate this power when an opposing page declares an attack, even if it is not your turn. Place this beastie into your limbo and end combat. Beautiful. Oh, so this is like a mini fog. This is. This so is fog in a creature. You may activate this power when an opposing page declares an attack. Even if, So instantly, you're mm-hmm. going to threaten something. Mm-hmm. Whether you're attacking me, whether you're attacking a beastie, it doesn't matter. Right. You don't need to target it. It can just be any attack. I'm attacking you. And then suddenly I fatigue this on your turn. Right. I place this beastie into my limbo 
and that's it. That's it. Combat's and I'm allowed over. to have 10 of these. Yeah. I can have basically up to 10 safety nets on your turn to protect my beasties and myself. Yeah. That in itself, Whoa. that in itself makes it a playable card, but then it has smoldering nipple which is going to inflict two flame counters. So you won't roll for this when you normally, when you inflict burn, you roll to see how many burn counters. This is just going to automatically inflict two burn counters, but it's also going to deal 20, possibly up to what 50 damage. So you've got this little creature who's dealing 50 damage, dealing burn can potentially be a fog in combat. This is a very useful and only costs one and cannot be targeted by attacks because of the spirit trait. And you're allowed to have 10. So useful text reads the will to live burns on in most of us, though some need a little help. It is strong against forest and mm -hmm. frost. Yep. As, as all fire pages will be. And I want to continue to list when it's strong against something. I don't want to forget that because I feel like that's something that I might be missing personally. And anytime it's strong against an aura type, it does deal an additional 20 damage, if I'm yes. right about that. Yeah, you're absolutely right Which about that. Which is very important. It's, that it's can necessary. Necessary to know. I'm so glad they printed it on the cards At, because it'll is, also make it clear that that is separate from attack advantage, which will show up right around where that burn symbol is near the, it'll actually show up um, on the far side of the red 20. There would be the attack advantage, but we don't have any attack advantage in this case. Though I think we'll see one shortly. Um, and we'll call it out next time yeah. we see it. However, before that, one of the cards that I'm absolutely most excited about personally. This is a crazy card. I love lightning and I love flame. Do you see, do you see Frogman? Oh, yeah. And Piezaberg. Yeah. And look at the ghosts. Look at the Pac-Man-like ghosts that are floating around the so cobwebs. Awesome. So what awesome. an amazing picture. Whoever took this. Look, I will put all the links of everyone that we posted here today. I apologize that I don't know your names directly. I just found these through different feeds, but I will do the research and look in the links below. We'll shout out everyone. I know that there was a number of people, YouTube channels, Instagram accounts, uh, from Argos to a couple of people that we haven't uh we haven't shouted out yet mainly i just wanted to give a big shout out to the youtube channel turn it that had posted the first official nightfall booster pack opening shared by metazoo games and now i believe they also have the first official nightfall booster box opening so go check out turn its channel we'll put all the links in the description below this right here boil over three per spell book one neutral two flame i will be playing this in every spell book if you are inflicted with flame this page costs zero aura to contract. If you are not inflicted with flame, inflict yourself with flame times six. Burn. Burn. <clears throat> Thank you. I apologize. Yeah. Each time you are dealt damage this turn, inflict the same amount of damage to all opposing casters. This effect can stack. So... You see what's happening here, guys, is when I use it, this with like my dragon's breath or when I use this with like, uh, what is it? My Phoenix rain. Mm -hmm. It deals damage not only to the target caster, but it deals damage to all casters, including myself, which would actually deal an additional damage to the opposing caster. Right. So I can handle inflicting myself with burn because I'm not actually intending on attacking with many of my spellbook builds right now, I'm trying to inflict direct damage, protect myself with paralyze, and then draw through cards with uh, Lake Worth Monster, uh, bookmark as many cards as I can. That's my current spellbook. I'm trying to combine three auras. I don't know if that's too much. I'm giving it a shot. I think it's too much. 
It might be. And I'm also, I have variants of that. I'm trying two at a time. But right now, I'm committed to flame for the direct damage. I'm trying to like build the fastest, strongest, quickest. And this card right here will make a lot of that possible because after I pay the initial three aura, one neutral, two flame, best case scenario, I'm not saying this happens. Let's say that I have three in my hand and I pay that three aura. Then the next two come out for free. Okay? Right. If you're inflicted with burn, the first one inflicts me with six burn. The second two don't cost anything. Right. So just giving the optimal example, suddenly I'm able to play a dragon's breath, which would nor normally inflict all casters with, I believe it's 100 damage. Let's do Phoenix Rain because that's 100 we damage. We know it's 100 that's damage. That's 100 damage. Thank you. Well, suddenly, not only are you and I, if we're playing together, both experiencing 100 damage, but you, the opposing caster, are experiencing an additional 100 damage. Right. I'll be, I'll be getting dealt 200 for every instance of boil over that's been played. So, so I'm going super optimal here, but we could deal an additional 300 damage in mm -hmm. one turn with right. four spells. It is possible. It is not likely, but it gets me excited and I want to try it. I love cards like this because they're going to make him build the most insane shit that'll never happen. that'll never work but it'll be so much fun to watch it play out and i have to i have to say this huge shout out to siobhan the art on this piece might be my favorite art i've seen yet in the set it is frogman and piazza bird making a potion people a moldy potion they're boiling a potion right now. And that potion is going to tempt him into losing games. Oh, yeah, it's tempting. So many. I'm There's excited. so many of these cards. One more flame for us tonight. The spell, smokescreen, six for spellbook, one neutral, two flame. You roll a dice. Give X flame beasties you control invisible until the end of turn, where X is the result of the die roll. Now, very aggressive, very aggressive. And I'm not saying that I would play this in every spell book because right now my spell books happen to always include the Lake Worth monster. Basically, I'm playing water in almost everything because I want that bookmark ability. And that also includes the spell invisibility, which gives a target beastie invisibility already. And I get to bookmark. So I feel like I'm already doing this. However, if I wanted to go strictly flame yeah, for now. And just go all fire. This is a very exciting card because I could basically do essentially the same thing. I would need to find a way to bookmark more. I, I feel the need to always have that in my spell book. But I the mean, invisibility that this gives to any beastie. Fire. Any fire beastie. I'm saying if I build strictly fire. Yeah. It's, I'm just saying I'm willing to let go of Lake Worth <laughs> with this card. I see you. I see you. I'm like, struggling. Struggling. I'm over trying this, but, but to say the thing. it. Let's, let's, uh, let's make this very simple for people. People, if you build a fire deck, most of that deck, if you're not crazy like my brother, is going to operate on fire beasties. It's going to operate on salamanders. It's going to operate on gassy. It's going to operate on uh, charmen. It's going to operate on things that actually swing for damage. And there's a lot of new ones coming. You want to swing for damage, though. Giving X fire beasties invisibility is going to make them unblockable. So this card is a must in an aggro fire deck because you might just be able to freely attack with your beasties with no threat. How long does the invisibility last? Is it until the end of turn? Until the end of the next turn. So they won't be able to attack your beasties either. 
they won't be able to return attack. as a protection, not yeah. just an advantage on attack. It's both. Flavor text says, now you see me. Now you <coughs> don't. That, that was like Christopher Walken. That was like Christopher Walken coughing. Now you see me. <laughs> now <laughs> you, you don't. Five years. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Bell Witch. One per spell book, one neutral, two spirit. Life points 30. Fleet. Fleet. Magic proof. Magic proof is can't be targeted by spells. And that is strictly isolated to spells, is it? Just spells. The card so type. if a power potentially could target, you could still get Power it. could still target. All right. It's protected from spells. It's also protected from attacks. It has a terror bonus of 10 attack when it's night. It has a terror bonus of 10 attack when you're in a home. Suburban. Suburban. Excuse me. When you're in a suburban area. Yeah. When it enters the arena, roll a dice after awakening your pages at the beginning. Not when it enters, guys. No, this you is have to when forgive it's me. In the arena. I have a kind of a glitch right now where I start to say enters, and, and this has come up a number of times. Arena. Roll a dice. After awakening your pages at the beginning of your turn, if the result is not a one or a six, this page must declare an attack immediately. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It puts it in danger if you're not doing something with it. If right. you're not immediately using the power, the haunt begins once per turn. Contract any spirit spell in your cemetery. Place that spell into your afterlife. Wait a second. You're telling me I can just free cast a spell that's in my cemetery? I don't even not need it. free. You will have to contract it, which means you'll have to pay the aura cost. I will. Yes, but you still can basically use your cemetery as an extension of your chapter when it comes to spirit spells. All right, that's fair. So I just have like this giant hand, this echo of spells I've already cast. Yeah. And this gives me access to them. And in addition to that, it has an attack. So like your proton beams could all be used twice. But here's the thing. When this is forced to attack, it still is a threat. It's attack bewitched is going to paralyze and poison the creature. Times two. Times two. Which means it'll lose. Sorry, go ahead. Paralyze one, or do you roll for paralyze? Paralyze, you will flip to see if it takes effect. Okay. And if it takes effect, that beastie will if have no effect text. It will have no attack. It will have no defense. It cannot attack or defend until the end of the next turn from when paralyze was inflicted. So that is, that's brutal if it takes effect, which is why they have you flip the coin for it. And then what poison is going to do is it's in this instance, it'll put two poison counters on the beastie and the beastie is going to lose 10 times the amount of poison counters at the end of each turn for two turns. So it'll lose 20 life and then the next turn it'll lose 20 life and the third turn you'll remove the poison. Okay. All right. Yep. And if it had one poison counter, it would lose 10 life and then you'd remove the counter. 10 life. 10 life again, and then you'd remove the counter. It always lasts two turns. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yep. All right. Thank you. Yep. And the flavor text on that is the bell, which is bell cracked the first time it was rung, adding to the shrill pitch of each ring. What a, what a cool creature. It's, it's, there's only one per spell book. I think it's pretty powerful. Oh yeah. You can't really affect it. Like it's, it's pretty much protected. I'm a little worried about it being forced to attack 
I feel like it's going to be forced to attack. Well, you just quite have a bit. to put the uh, the power, and you immediately have to start contracting any spirit spell from your cemetery. So you would not want to bring it out until you were confident you could attack with it. And that paralyze, you're going to flip. Hopefully, you'll you, win. Yep. Like you have a chance to protect it, and if you have the ability to contract spirit spells, then you definitely will not have to worry about that original effect. Right. I'm interested to play it. I am. I might end up putting some uh, some rabbit's feet or something in the deck so I can guarantee the success of the paralyze. Okay. Yeah. We'll yep. see. That, we'll see. That makes sense. And now. Oh, man. Probably. The most exciting for me. I feel like this is vital information because this is foreshadowing. I just asked a couple of days ago, Mike, can you spoil Adam Ackler? I was really hoping we could see the Adam card and he didn't, but here it is. Here it is. I mean, come on. This is a beastie caster. Adam Ackler, the Adam in the illustrated novel. If you've been following along, Sam and Adam, who are basically brothers who survived a catastrophe when the veil that seems to be ripped open by Indra cold caused some type of magic to enter all over the world, which has caused beasties. And, okay. and we're not reading the novel right now. It's just rather exciting because he's neutral. Yeah, I was trying to give some context cool. for no, why neutral right. was exciting right. and why the foreshadowing was important because we don't know if Adam is going to be good or bad, guys. And this just plays into his mechanics. So he has 70 life points. He does cost four neutral. He has fleet. He can immediately go into action because, by the way, if you're reading the illustrated novel, he doesn't need a spell book. He has an additional 25 damage when it's night. He has an additional 25 life points on its day. Interesting that he can benefit from, from both, but, but can he sort of separately? Yeah. It says contract, choose light or dark for this pages or a type lose the nighttime Terra. If you choose light, lose the daylight Terra. If you choose dark, will he come out with 95 life in the daytime or will he get an extra 25 damage at night? Because his attacks, sublimation. I think you know what I'm going to be choosing. Would normally deal 50 damage. It says if this page is dark, this attack deals an additional 20 damage and scared. Oof, man. So if he's dark and it's nighttime, sublimation will deal 95 damage and scared. That is a hit. He's going to come in with fleet and be able to potentially deal 95 damage and inflict scared. Amazing. But what if he's light? page is light, target page or caster recovers 20 LP. That's pretty awesome, Every time he attacks. Every time he attacks, 20 LP. You can just be feeding 20 life points. He is strong against nothing. His flavor text says, good or evil, the fates have yet to decide. Now keep in mind, he's strong against nothing because in this state, he is neutral. But the moment that you choose dark, he will be strong against spirit, and the moment that you choose light, he will be strong against dark. And dark will always be strong against light as well. I should have said that. What is light strong against? Light. Okay, so dark and light are strong against each other, okay. obviously. Makes sense. But then spirit is caught in the middle. So dark is strong against spirit and light. Light is strong against dark. That's it. Okay, makes sense. Very exciting. I love that this is a gray card, neutral, allowing us to choose the path of Adam. Choose your own adventure. Love it. Who do you want to be? I love it. Light or dark. I mean, this is total like Luke Skywalker, Harry Potter, Naruto Sasuke. You know. Yep. Good or bad. 
Moving on to one of the darkest, most wonderful cards in the set that we've seen so far. It's a spell. Sinister Shadows. A lot of S's. Mm -hmm. Four per spell book. It costs three dark. Incredible art by Isaac. Yes. There must be a shadow in the arena to contract this page. Not hard to do, you know? Not hard to do. Hold your hand over the arena if it's really that bright. Um, target a non-token dark beastie with an aura cost of one. You know, maybe like a huh, Hopkinsville Goblin. For each beastie with the same name as the targeted beastie, place a token that is a copy of the targeted beastie into the arena awakened. Tokens are not considered contracted and have five life points. So if you brought this guy in and you copied a goblin, and let's say you already had five goblins out, you're going to make five more goblins and everybody's going to get a 10 goblin boost. You see what I'm saying? That's insane. That's totally insane. I think I, think I might have to build a goblin deck. And you're allowed four. Yeah. And yeah, the shadow, that's their must- like you just said, hold your hand over anywhere. Find your shadow, folks. It's anywhere. Open your cell phone and cast it on your own hand if you have to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Are you ready to really get your mind blown? Because I just realized something else, too. What? Don't gross me out. If you play this card, let's say you played this once. You doubled all your goblins. So You play it again. All the tokens count as goblins no. because it says for each beastie with the same name oh no as the targeted beastie oh no so each time you play the sinister shadows you are doubling your beasties but let's let's just stick with goblins because it's the perfect fit for this scenario you're doubling your goblins strengthening everyone every time you play the spell because even your tokens count as goblins. I just want to read the flavor text and get this over with and move on a nice card. This is going to be terrible. I'm not playing dark yet, unfortunately. I haven't built a dark deck, but I, I will now. I have I've to. embraced the darkness. Yeah, I know. I know there's nothing but my shadow behind me, but I keep having this strange feeling that I'm being followed from missing person. It's, it's a quote. Interesting. <laughs> yes, Sinister Shadows has caught up to the missing person. And now, what have we here from Nostalgia Beautiful. Collectibles? Beautiful. This is uh, this is a new Mothman. This is a Beastie Mothman one per spell book. It costs five dark. Just like the other. Its are 100. Yep. It is flying. It is fear, which means that when it enters the arena, you will flip a coin. And if you win the coin flip, you will send target Beastie. Back to that caster's chapter. Mm -hmm. If you lose, it'll just stay there. It also has an additional 25 damage. When it's night, it has an additional 25 damage if you're living in a city. Contract. You may search your spell book for an injured cold. This is crazy. Contract it without paying its aura cost. Then shuffle this page in your spell book. Hold on. Let's just hold that. So I pay the cost to bring this Mothman into the arena mm -hmm. he has been contracted i can instantly go get injured cold contract him into the arena and mothman goes back into my spell book yes that is why it says you may search your spell book so I you can choose do i need mothman right now or do i want Indrid. And it says N Indrid Cold, which means that More than I'm assuming one. we're going to have different forms of him, just like we're having a new Mothman right now. We'll have multiple Indrid Colds, and you'll be able to use this as a tutor to choose if you'd like an Indrid Cold 
Or if you just want to swing big with this guy, because he's not bad. This Mothman's not bad. And there's those laser eyes. There's those laser eyes. His power. You fatigue him to perform the prophecy. Target caster reveals a random page from their chapter and cannot bookmark on their next turn. Shuffle this page into your spellbook. Again, he disappears and comes back. I love this. He's like, he's like showing up, blasting lasers, disappearing, mm-hmm. coming out, summoning Indrid, disappearing. Mm-hmm. He's working, man. This is good stuff. And that is a powerful ability right there. Not only are you causing them to discard a card at random, which if you've ever been forced to discard a card at random, it's terrible. let me tell you, it's the worst. It's horrifying. And uh, especially when you have a good hand and then you're not allowed to, they are not allowed to bookmark on their next turn. Now folks, bookmark is a game mechanic. This means you don't bookmark when you start your turn. You don't bookmark if you have any bookmark spells. You don't bookmark if you have any effects that cause you to bookmark. There's no bookmarking happening. You don't draw anything on your next turn. I mean, wow, really powerful. I would, I am a person who loves Mothman and I just love to swing with him, but I would be seriously tempted if I thought you had something good in your hand. You know, let's do it. Let's do it, right? Make you shuffle it. Make you lose it, possibly. Shuffle Mothman back in. I'll get him back. Anyway. Yeah. You have many options. It's not just one thing. He also has a feathered assault attack of 50 damage, in addition to those terror bonuses, up to 100. And it deals scared immediately. Yeah. yeah. He's strong against spirit, uh, and, spirit light. and light. And its flavor text says, if seen flying around an area, stay away. If it's seen following you, I'm sorry. <laughs> Victor, Victor Larson crushed it, Victor. Ooh, this is, this is my, one of my favorites of yours ever. Superman style Mothman in the air. So we've had like a Batman style Mothman. And now this to me is like a Superman style, yep. just like laser beaming down. Yeah. Oh, and your comment is right there. <laughs> yeah, that's me trying to figure out a caster situation. Uh, which we well, won't go into because yeah, we'll we're still trying that to later. figure that out another time. And here he is. All right. What Mothman is bringing into the arena instantaneously. Andrew Cold. Do you want to take this one? Sure. Yeah. I mean, this is, I've been waiting for this guy. I knew he was coming. We saw his effects earlier. They've changed them a bit. They've changed the card around quite a bit. And I don't even think this is the exact same as the promo version, uh, but it might be. Anyway, Andrew Cold is a rare beastie caster, one per spell book. He costs six dark to contract. He has what, 80 life points, I believe. Yeah. Um, Indrid. They redid the art on him. He doesn't look like Giovanni anymore. He has 25 damage bonus from nighttime. And when you contract injured, you get to place up to two dark beasties with R costs two or less from your limbo into the arena awakened. So you're getting three beasties potentially for the cost of one, which is amazing and while injured is in the arena, all dark beasties gain immortal. This page cannot gain immortal. That's also totally insane. Indrid's gaze is his attack. If the attack targeted is a dark page, you take control of the page until Indrid leaves the arena. And then that has a 20 damage bonus against light pages. That is an attack advantage right there. You see that, people? Right there next to Indrid's gaze, the light symbol. That means that attack itself deals an extra 20 damage to light pages. That's on top of his actual aura advantage. So Indrid's gaze, the attack 
deals an extra 20 damage to light creatures on top of Indrid himself dealing 20 damage to light creatures. The most powerful dark cryptid that Sam Sinclair has encountered, a smile almost too wide to be considered human, betrays his attempt to hide his true nature. I love Poncho's art on this. I feel like he really captured the actual drawings of Indrid Cold that you can see on the internet. Yeah, it which, is perfect. By the way, thank you for educating me. I did not know that Indrid was actually a real event in history. And you guys said, yeah, he is. Go check it out. And I did. And you're right. Tell I watched us things. a number of videos. Yeah. And this image does represent the original report that at least we saw in that video where that sketch artist, uh, you know, it's like this yeah. weird, like unnatural smile. They thought it may have even been an extraterrestrial event. Yeah. Well, there was a UFO involved too. But anyway. Let's let's go to what I know the last I know Indrid's flavor said the most powerful dark beastie Sam has encountered. However, maybe that's just because Sam hasn't encountered the Grim Reaper. You're only allowed one per spell book. He only has one life point and his attack only deals one I love damage. It. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It'll make sense. I know right now you're like, that sounds absolutely pathetic. But let us continue. He also is immortal. So when that li that one life point goes to zero, it doesn't matter. He's, He's going to remain gonna on the field. He'll he'll be able to still perform his actions, attack, defend. He wouldn't be able to absorb very much damage. So don't don't rely on Grim Reaper to like step, be a blocker. Yeah, to step in front of a, a big swing for you. But um, he also has spirit, so he can't be targeted by attacks, which is going to make him really hard to kill. And on top of that, he has Destroyer, which means any damage he deals to a beastie is enough to destroy that beastie. Does a trait go into action before an attack or after an attack? In other words, does he have to deal the damage to destroy the beastie? He does. With Destroyer, he would have to deal the damage, and then he would destroy the beastie. So that one damage is like the most lethal one damage you can imagine. Okay. All right. It's like a death touch. It has to deal the damage to death do the touch. death. Yeah. It's like a death beam All right. almost. Let's read the card. You may contract this page from your limbo, cemetery, or afterlife. This page may only be contracted with dark aura pages and cannot have its aura cost reduced. So no aura facts. No, it's got to be pure dark aura and it's got to be nine of them. But you can contract it from your limbo, cemetery, or afterlife. This page cannot be affected by other pages. What? That's the crazy line that right there. Mean? That means what it says. If it I try to fireball this page, doesn't work. What? Doesn't if I work. try to death beam this page, doesn't work. What? Silver bullet doesn't work. Nothing. Nothing. I repeat. Nothing will destroy death. Because death is already dead. Yeah. Can't it's be affected immortal. by other pages. You're not taking it away. Right. It just kind of apparated in front of you and you drove through it. And sure, maybe it's like in some type of like vanishing form, but it's going to reassemble in front of your face and it's going to perform the attack, the end, which is a win condition. It only deals one damage because again, it has destroy. So if it deals that damage, and it will if it's the attacker, unless the opposing beastie blocker has first strike, of course. I just imagine Death just touching with his finger and the other beastie just shriveling. Yeah. 
like Thanos style. Just <laughs> the end deals one damage. This attack ignores effect text boxes. Oh, well, wait, then first strike would not apply, would no. it? So you cannot even get first strike to happen. Well, hang on a second. Effects text box is not the same as a trait. Exactly. I apologize. But this effect can't be affected by other pages. This page can't be affected by other pages. Well, so then like, what does that mean? Does that mean first strike would not apply to this thing? No, it would still apply. The other creature would hit before Grim Reaper. The other creature's attack would just do nothing. It would reduce its life point, the Grim Reaper's life point, to zero. No, it would deal no damage because it can't be affected by other pages. Are you serious that it's that meta that it actually can't even be dealt damage because it can't be affected by other pages? It's yeah. taking me this long to realize what's happening. And, it, and just just to be clear here, they have affected with an no. A. Affected with an A is different than affected. Affected with an E would mean like effects. I would I would assume it meant effects. Affected with an A means there is nothing pages can do to this page. It's It's like giving it... So many securities, it can't even be questioned. But that's why it costs nine dark aura, and you can only pay that with aura pages. Again, people, you can't use a blood ruby or a chaos crystal to bring out Grim Reaper. No, you gotta have nine pure. You gotta go all dark, and you gotta have it all out. So you're gonna be bookmarking. You're gonna be doing everything you can to get a true dark aura. But let's wrap this up because but once this he's is out, insane. he's not leaving. Once he's out, he is there. He's destroying. And he is swinging. He can't be targeted by attacks. He's and immortal. He's Even win. if you can find a way, he can't be affected by other pages. And when he deals one damage to any BC, he instantly destroys it. Artifact, he instantly destroys it. When he deals and damage to a caster. this attack, not only does it ignore text boxes, but if this attack damaged a caster, roll a dice. If the result is not a one or a six, that caster loses the game. Guys, two through five, you lose the game. Crazy talk. Crazy. That is Crazy such high odds. Bonkers. That's insane. It's like 80% odds that you win the game if you deal any damage to a caster. That, no, you well, make hang on Grim a second. Reaper. Not that you win the game, that they lose the game. So if you're in a multiplayer game, you're not going to win. The moment you hit somebody, but they're okay. going to lose. Hypothetically, multiplayer. Port, port I will never no. play multiplayer. I do not believe in multiplayer. He doesn't, he doesn't do that. He likes the samurai battle. Flavor text. Both governor and harbinger of death, he rarely meddles in human affairs, except for one fateful night in Point Pleasant. I Shit. think this is where Adam comes from. Look, guys, <clears throat> that is the end of our night. Fall cap is not the end of the show. We have a couple more things. That was just a recap of all the spoilers that we found were the most powerful that we're looking forward to playing. There's so many more out there. The, the set's being opened up. You can check them out. We can't keep up anymore. We do have a couple more things to report. MetaZoo has started a TikTok account. So here's that now. Badass little video here. This is actually where we got a number of our spoilers from tonight. Although we didn't show you these, we had to pick our favorites. And since Metazoo Games started a TikTok account, my bro thought he would start talking about some uh, card talk like this right here. Hello, everybody. It's Moldy Potion. Let's talk about more Metazoo cards. And today, we're going to be talking about the big boy himself, the king of the apes, Big Foot. Pretty big feet. Moderately large feet. Anyway, he's got Convert, which is pretty common in Forest Beasties. He allows him to fatigue and generate a Forest Aura. This is just going to allow you to play a few less Auras in your deck and have more Beasties to swing with. He's also got 25 damage bonus from there being a Forest. Nice. And in addition to that, if you're within 5 miles of a Forest, Bigfoot's going to gain Invisibility and Magic Proof. 
What does that mean, you ask? It means he can't be blocked. He also can't be targeted by attacks because he's invisible. And he can't be the target of spells because he's magic proof. Now, let's talk about his power. He can fatigue or awaken one target beastie Sasquatch by fatiguing him. And then his attack deals 50 base damage and an additional 20 to water beasties. The bottom line is if you live near a forest, you should be playing Bigfoot. What do you think? Yeah, so, uh, you know, it's fun. I like talking about Mazu cards. And if you guys want to uh, have me go over any specific cards, you know, stop over TikTok, shoot me a message, let me know what you're into, what you want to talk about, if you have any questions about the game. I just like talking about MetaZoo, and I'm picking a card a day and talking about it every day right now. To end the show, we want to read a little bit of news about D-Spirits. One of our viewers was kind enough to drop in the comments section. I just thought this was kind of like a little bit of an inside scoop into certain numbers of D-Spirits that I was not aware of. And mm -hmm. I was kind of excited to receive this information. Yeah, this was a great and comment. Yeah, I, I just thought it was really cool. And I, I appreciate uh, whoever. We'll keep you anonymous for now. But we just appreciate the information. And it actually got me excited about D-Spirits in general. I thought that D-Spirits had just made a lot of money and that they were going to be printing a lot of Kickstarter boxes. I thought a number of people invested. Uh, we happened to be one of them. We split one of the tiers. But I thought that there would be many more Kickstarter boxes than uh, what I believe we're about to hear about. So with that, the comment reads, In regards to D-Spirits, Sterling has set aside 2,000 Kickstarter boxes to distributors. One local distributor in Texas was given 150 boxes. That distributor did 50 boxes per wave on different days. The first two waves sold within 10 minutes at $179 a box. The third wave was today and sold out within 45 seconds, and they were limiting three boxes per household. One major distributor will have over 1,000 Kickstarter boxes. I can't give any names. I'm a multi-platinum backer, so I have inside info, but I will only say that some initial backers weren't happy about him adding on 2,000 boxes for distributors. But I can also see the light in it. Allowing those extra boxes will shed light on these spirits and give you guys a chance to grab them before it explodes at a much lower cost. Stay tuned for which distributors will get how many because they will most likely announce it beforehand. The print run for Kickstarter boxes is 5,000 or below. But keep in mind, there are only 20 packs per booster box. I believe in the Kickstarter box where as the first edition will most likely have more. So if you look at the total Kickstarter pack count, it's really pretty low when you consider the worldwide population. Anyways, this is my word to you guys. 3,000 boxes were for Kickstarter backers. 2,000 more are going to be used for promotion sent to distributors. So you all will have a chance of getting them for two to $300 from them, the distributors, before price increases a ton. Keep an eye out. Also, regarding first edition, it was mentioned that the print will be into the tens of thousands. No real number was given, and any collector will still want to collect first edition boxes because the art will be 100% different with different artists from the Kickstarter set. And now, to just add my own little two cents to this, we just watched an interview recently with Sterling. Mm -hmm. where he talked about the variances in art. Yeah. 
I think he's making good decisions with the Kickstarter, and I think he'll make good decisions with the distribution as well. What you're looking at right now are the sample cards, the how-to video from the Kickstarter. You guys should really go check out the Instagram where they have the latest cards, the updated versions with the alternate artists. I think everything looks far more dangerous and darker and therefore dynamic, and I'm excited to get the uh, the actual set in our hands so we can get, do a gameplay. I think that's it, guys. I think we just covered everything this week and that we was will, a doozy uh, yeah we will certainly be back next week with uh more nightfall spoilers and uh cards as we approach the release and uh soon we'll have nightfall in our hands so we'll get to uh actually yeah, game very against excited each for that very excited for that yeah i know i mean I, I have we haven't even played all of our cryptid nation spell books yet and yet i'm already now counting on cards coming in from nightfall guys thank you so much for listening we really appreciate all of you all your support really appreciate all the patreon support if you guys want to help support my brother and i we do have a patreon patreon.com backslash metabros with a z this is october fun things on the horizon, about guys. To drop. fun things happy halloween guys and uh, we look forward to uh talking to you more catch you later in the next couple of days later guys